Hi, this is Dustin Hobbs with the California NBA. Welcome to Connect, our weekly podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. Really excited about our guest today. Marlene Shaker has been uh, on our board of directors for a number of years, been involved in the industry and uh, the California NBA for a number of years. She's the founder and CEO of AAA AMC, and I'm really excited to find out what she's got to say about uh, sort of uh, her journey, what's going on in the industry right now, and uh, sort of where things, uh, where we go from here. So before we get into the conversation though, I wanna thank our sponsors at Incelerate. Incelerate helps lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement as the mortgage industry's most innovative marketing and sales engagement platform. Incelerate's CRM helps lenders manage workflow, contact strategies, lead management, referral, and realtor partners and reporting. Incelerate's engagement platform automates multi-channel marketing through social media, email, direct mail, text messages, ringless voicemail, and phone calls. All pre-built with the strategies and content to enable a better borrower engagement. Incelerate integrates with the software that's powering your business today and in the future. And in addition, the platform is SOC 2 and SSAE 18 certified to satisfy the most closely regulated businesses, including banks with mortgage subsidiaries. So for more information or to see a demo, visit Incelerate.com or you can reach the company by contacting them at the phone number in the description below. So before we get into the conversation with Marlene, I want to make sure we give a, uh, a chance for uh, Susan Malazzo, our CEO, to give us an update on what's going on in Sacramento and at the California MBA. So take it away, Susan. Hi, this is Susan with the California MBA here with your weekly video update. Uh, we've announced some date changes for the Western Secondary Market Conference. So we will be holding that conference this year, September 23rd through the 25th at the Monarch Beach Resort in Dana Point. This year, we're also offering a hybrid experience. So you'll have the option of attending in person or virtually uh, through our new app that we're gonna be sharing with everyone. So uh, you'll have an opportunity to uh, not only hear our live stream sessions, uh, but also visit all of our sponsors through our virtual exhibit hall. So you can find out about their products and services that might help you grow your business in the coming year. So visit our website for more information on either registration or sponsorships, and we'll look forward to seeing you in September. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time. All right, thanks, Susan. All right, now let's get into the conversation here with Marlene. Marlene, welcome. Thanks for joining us on Connect this week. Thank you for having me. It was exciting. I got to get ready, put my makeup on, and you know all that. It's one of those things where it's like once a week I get to come in here and you know dress like a regular human and have you know actual conversations <laughs> with other humans. It's, it's kind of yeah. nice. Um, so tell us, let's start at the beginning. Tell us about your journey. I know you've got a, a, a unique journey in the industry. How did you end up sort of in, in our industry and then specifically in the appraisal side of the business? I think I'm uh, one of like many of us in the industry that we did not know that we're going to be in the industry and just we got shifted. Uh, back then I was studying to do my uh, um, industrial engineer and I was working at a, an appraisal office just answering phone calls and uh, putting like scheduling appointment for appraisers. Back then, um, I would prepare the Thomas guide. We didn't have the smartphone and all this, just you know, to give them the map so they can find the comps and all this. And then, little by little, I got you know more involved. Then I decided to take uh, the uh, appraisal class, and I did. And then I decided to go on for my trainee uh, to get my trainee license and. Uh, then the 2008, uh, you know, started and the whole dynamic like changed. And then now you, I lost all my clients that I it took me years to build. I could not get them on. So I started going on 
um, AMC list back then, like, you know, putting ourselves on it. And uh, for like five to six months, I did not um, get any order. So one day I was like really frustrated, just like so many of us. And I said, okay, you don't want to put me on the list. I'm going to create my own list. And then I downloaded the HVCC back then. Like the document was like 81, 83 pages. And I started learning on it. Obviously, I had no idea I'm going to be where I am today. Um, all I wanted just to like keep going, paying my bills and, and working. And um, here I am. I mean, in this industry, if you don't change and move, um, you either disappear or like it kind of forced me to to grow and, you know, to get more licenses and to get, you know, like more states and now we're nationwide. So like this is how how it started. Yeah. So tell me, what was your, you know, your experience? And, you know, it's not uh, not everyone we've spoken to has actually started a company themselves. What was your experience starting the company? What was maybe your, your biggest challenge and, you know, sort of your, your greatest reward looking back now? Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, so back then I thought that, you know, I'm, I'm good at what I'm doing. I'm a people person. Uh, I work hard and I can, you know, be in between the clients and the lenders and, you know, like the vendors and the lenders and like do play the game. Little that I know that I end up doing everything that I don't know and I don't like um, because I, I didn't think about the accounting, the taxes, the HR, the uh, legal document, the licensing, all that. Like I wasn't prepared for it. And then it, it just hit me and it was so hard because I was like, it was just only me on my own. So I had to wear all, you know, kind of hats. So it was really, really like like hard and tough because people don't know you know what to build the business you don't think about it you know at that time you don't know, what you don't know. No. yeah <laughs> yeah and um the greatest achievement like you know what like makes me really good and happy is uh just by you know creating jobs and um hiring and having thousands of appraisers on my list plus you know building my own teams um it's humbling like to say that it makes me feel so good that I'm helping and creating livelihood for thousands of Americans out there. We have like over 6,000 appraisers on our list right now. So it's like, it gives you like, you know, like it feels good that you're doing something. And uh, also like, it's so great. Like, you know, I, I build my clientele from the ground up. And um, it's one thing to bring a client on board, but keeping them happy and maintaining them, it's a whole different, different game. So all this, like, you know, keeps me excited and, and, and going. Right on. Well, so tell me, I mean, you, you kind of hint at it there, but uh, how did you build that uh, the company culture that has sustained those, both the relationships with your appraisers and both, and then within the staff? I mean, I know you've mm -hmm. got a really loyal and, and long-term long staff there. How have you been able to create that culture? What's maybe sort of the key to creating that, that culture? Yeah. Originally, we started building the culture on building like stepping stone, stone for my staff to um, stay and continue to, to like be the same drive and the customer service that I was already doing. And at the same time, I um, gave my staff the to create their own skills, you know, like the freedom to like build up their own skills in their respective uh, positions. And um, I can say today that you know our our culture is kind of more like a family dynamic you know like we're all working together and I'm, I'm very blessed to have an amazing amazing staff starting from my chief appraiser to like every single one that is working been working with me for so long and we always have uh, interns 
also students every summer we get one or two. Yeah. Well, and I know that it's been you know a big part of uh, both in your own personal development and in uh, the development of the staff there. Um, you've really done a good job supporting uh, the professional development of the, your staff too. It's not like you kind of leave them out there and say, hey, you know, good luck building your you know your own professional uh, background. I mean, you've really taken a, a, an interest in building that. What's what's been sort of the um, sort of the benefit back to you as the business owner? Yeah. Well, the mortgage industry and it's a it's such a challenging industry with, uh, you know, with the ups and downs and highs and lows. And I had my share and then I still have my share. Um, and it's like, it was kind of hard, you know, like to, um, to build the customer service and like to have it. And um, so many times I felt like, you know, that I cannot, do it anymore. I felt like, you know, this is it. I'm done. It's draining. I'm tired. It's not easy, you know, to keep it up. It's it's very hard. Until I came across uh, with the future leader with the California MBA, I thought to myself, oh, well, you know, let me give it a try. Let me see what I'm missing. Maybe I'll learn something. Maybe like, you know, I always wanted to try my best before, you know, I give up. And in return, it helped my company thrive. And I'm a big fan of this program. And from that time, Every single year, I would enroll one of my employees or one of my staff in it. I like it helped them so much. I mean, imagine having all your team, you know, that have the leaders uh, kind of top, and then you know they're helping you leaders. And I mean, I totally, totally believe in that. I didn't stop there. After that, it's kind of like you know, I opened it up a whole different. I enrolled in that SOM, the School of Mortgage Industry, with the National MBA, and I did the Future Leader of the National MBA. I actually advise every single. Uh, like business owner to invest in their employees and then to give them that chance. Not only that, you meet so many, like, you know, your colleague in it, like you meet so many people and friends and create and you learn from them and also you can help them grow. I totally, totally believe in it. I'm a big fan of the Future Leader program. Yeah, one, I appreciate your support too. I mean, you've done a great job supporting the program and obviously, like you said, you've been through it yourself and you know, yeah. I, I've yet to talk to anybody that has either gone through either our future leaders program or the MBAs or some other uh, uh, program like that and has gotten out and said, well, that was a waste of money. I shouldn't have done that. Everybody says almost to a person, it was totally worth the money. I wish I'd done it sooner. I'm going to tell everyone about it. I mean, it's really one of those things that, you know, until you really Absolutely. dig into it, you don't know what you're missing. Absolutely. I think it's a great investment. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears here a bit. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, you know, this is the topic that's been on everyone's mind the last couple of months. How has the uh, the pandemic impacted your company and your employees, and you know, sort of maybe even the wider appraisal uh, business? Mm -hmm. Well, this pandemic had um, obviously, like you know, had so many all of us in this industry. Like you know, starting with with me, like our volume went down from 50 to 60 percent, and um, like, I think everybody was hitting, like, you know, some of the appraisers were afraid to go and do the inspection. And for the appraisers that were able and still willing to go do the inspection, the borrower were not comfortable to have anybody in to, to do the inspection. So um, it hits really hard. But then after that, like, you know, the uh, interest rate, when it went down, it kind of like, you know, helped uh, the volume go up. So the borrowers took advantage and the lenders start taking advantage of the refinancing and or purchasing. So that kind of stabilized a little bit, you know, on volume. And if it keeps staying that way, I believe it will stabilize the, you know, the volume that we lost and it went down. 
Yeah. Do you think that there's any, you know, uh, long-term trends that are going to come out of the pandemic from your, just from your business and what you're seeing on the, the appraisal side? Are there any long-term, uh, maybe things that, uh, there were adjustments that were made on the appraiser side that, you know, you think that will kind of stick around and maybe not, uh, we won't go back to a, a normal after the uh, pandemic is over? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of uh, measures uh, on altering the way we conduct business right now, like and like, you know, we're doing the inspection or there's like the app that the borrower can take, um, download, take pictures and share it with the appraiser for the exterior um, uh, report. And I mean, this thing you can say and I can say that it's been changing. It's not only now. I mean, we've been like dealing with it every six or to eight months, something new will come up. So I mean that now we're facing that one, but it, it won't like change it completely. What we need to do is change with the change like you know and and direct if they're like the appraisal industry is here to stay like i mean for since i started this industry they've been saying that you know they're not gonna keep it uh the technology is you know it's gonna take over and we've seen so many different things but yet that there's a product or it's um a system that will have the lenders happy or the borrowers happy or 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 satisfied with, with that change i believe if the technology would we must move with it and change with it but i think they're to work really good and to succeed is to have an appraiser always, you know, managing and, you know, they always the appraiser opinion. Appraiser takes so long. I mean, first, you put like almost a year to finish the class. Second of all, you have to do over 2000 hours to, you know, train with them and with an appraiser. Then, you know, like to write another exam to get your issue. Like it's so many years. It's not that easy. They put so much time. It's not like they come up you know, out of the wood, and then they say, okay, I'm going to do the valuation. So I totally 100% believe that, you know, the, the appraisal, the appraiser's input is very, very important. And for the appraisers to stay is, um, or like to keep changing, they need to maneuver and change. And then, you know, like index. And I believe, and I think like, like from my personal opinion, that the appraiser got the biggest hit in 2008 when the whole world is, went upside down and they lost all the control. And look at them, like, you know, now they, they cannot change and, you know, they cannot like playing the game and they're doing good. So I think that, you know, they will, this is not going to affect them that much and it's, it's going to be good. You know, sure. they will change more and they will work on it. More of an adaptation to whatever comes next kind of thing, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you hearing about from uh, just your own, your own clients uh, on the lender side, as far as, you know, sort of the state of the industry, where are we at right now? Uh, things are starting to open up a little bit. Um, but not everyone's back to work yet, obviously. So, you know, what are you hearing? Well, it's fair to assume that um, most of us in the industry are worried. And uh, this is not the first time that we face any crisis and definitely it won't be the last time. What I think is like, you know, they need to work harder and educate themselves and for the change and for the, you know, what's happening. And with with time, like, you know, if they, if we do that and we work harder to create solutions, I think we'll continue to strive, like, you know, to thrive. Yeah, yeah. So uh, question for you, I guess, maybe going back to uh, talking about culture and how you started the company and and, uh, your investment in your employees. I know you're, you know, it's a big part of who you are is to be a mentor to those um, maybe behind you in the industry, you know, younger than you in the industry. And it's, you know, in part because, you know, you've been mentored yourself. I know just from talking to you, you know, in a lot of ways. 
what's how important is that to uh, you know give back to the industry? I know just tell us a little bit about your thoughts on mentors and mentees and you know what that means to you. It is incredibly important to me to give back in the industry and I believe like because when I first started in this industry I didn't know much and I didn't have much. I mean it took me time to build until I had someone mentor. So to me I take my mentorship uh, role very very seriously and I I love to support and help and direct especially new members that are coming in I can sense it and feel it when there's somebody like you know when I'm in the conferences and I feel like you know they're last little bit because I was there I I was one of one of them so I, I felt like you know I like to include them explain to them help them direct them introduce them I mean this is after all this is this is what it is you know like it's very important you won't you won't be able to make to make it in this industry unless you um you know you show up to conferences and meet people and you know build your clientele and and, and you know keep trying your best yeah well the, you know to that point how do how as a as a vendor in the industry how important have you found it and how i guess maybe a, a tangible tangibly beneficial have you found it to be a member of the california mba and and other trade groups what's that you know what's the tangible benefit to you as a as, a, as an owner See, that's an up until I uh, attended the first conference with the California MBA. I did not know anyone in the industry and no one knew about me or my company. So I remember the first one I did was the uh, secondary conference, I think 2010. When I went there, I was just like learning, like, you know, just sitting, learning like what, what's going on, what do people do? Um, and then you know, just like trying to mingle or whatever. I think I I keep going back to this and I, I laugh. I think the people that I met at the at the lobby uh, at the Western secondary, because, you know, it was my first and I didn't know uh, anything. So I was just like, you know, sitting, lobbying or whatever. I think that whoever talked to me back then, they thought of me, it's either this girl is genius or she has no idea what she's talking about because whatever like sometimes the conversation happened like it flies over my head I have no idea what they're talking about but I needed to come up with like you know some answers so obviously I keep thinking I wonder what they thought about me I will share one story um, with you that I mean back then it used to be like sad you know I cried from it but now I, I look back at it and this is what you know how I build myself you know through at the Western conference with the California MBA the first time, like, you know how that the lobby, there's like the chairs are so like priceless, you know, not many people can sit. So I'm just like sitting there, obviously, because I'm sitting, I'm not doing anything. And uh, a lot of people will come, oh, can I use this chair or can I, you know, and then people will eat next to me. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, you know, and then they leave and they'll come back. Can I like, I have to go have a meeting. Can I come back? And, you know, I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm here. So one of them, and there was like a few different people, like, you know, different companies. One of them, he said, oh, don't you have any, uh, any meeting? I said, like, I had to, like, come up with an excuse or whether I'm like, yeah, of course I have. Actually, my next meeting in 15 minutes. Can you please, like, save save the chairs? Like, yeah, absolutely. My first meeting went to the bathroom. I stayed half an hour in that stall. And I, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, this it was so nerve-wracking. But this is how I did it, you know. And then after that, that, like, conference, I did, like, two, three meetings, you know. And then I'll come back to them. High five. Yeah, it was a great meeting. Blah, blah, blah. But see. Without the conference, without the California MBA, without being a member, without like connecting in this, I would not know anyone. I would not know anything and I would not be where I am today. So this is how important, you know, like it's very, very, very important and essential. I mean, if you want to grow, you want to build, you have to be connected. 
Yeah, well, and I think just from, you know, talking to you over these years, I mean, you know, clearly, you know, just joining the the California MBA or any other association or group, I mean, you're only going to get out of it what you put in. And you put in, you know, years and years of dedicated work into the California MBA. And, you know, you're obviously getting back from that. Oh, obviously, of course, big time. I mean, I built my whole business through that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and so, okay, let's say, uh, I know we're uh, getting tight on time here. So, uh, you know, to close this out, what bit of advice would you have for a uh, either a lender or an appraiser? I'll kind of leave it up to you for uh, for them to position themselves to grow coming out of the pandemic. I don't want to say how do you you know survive the pandemic anymore. I'm kind of getting tired of that question to be honest. I'd rather look forward and say, hey, what's the you know positive message that you know you can give someone to position themselves to grow mm-hmm. coming out? Well, um, this is the time that I would say do not give up. On the contrary, you have to work harder and put more like you know educate yourself and and stay on top of everything to create a solution that we're gonna come out out of it and then we will i mean it's just another wave a hard wave that we have to swim through it and i think this will too will pass so just do not give up keep working keep dedicating don't like you know don't give hope you know keep doing what you're doing and then i'm sure you know you'll thrive great hey marlon thanks for your time today really appreciate the conversation um, if you want to uh, follow us on, uh, you can follow us on YouTube, on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Make sure and uh, sort of bookmark it and save the date each. Uh, we're live or we're, uh, we release the uh, new episode each Monday morning. So make sure and uh, sort of save that date. Eventually, we'll all be driving back into the office. So you can use that as sort of your, your drive time uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, if you want to uh, find out more about Marlene, what's the website, Marlene? It's uh, www.aaa-amc.net. Thank you so much, Dustin. Thanks, Marlene. And we'll see you next week on Connect.